Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. The cover art for my forthcoming novel, Jade Suede, has been completed. If you follow me on social media, you may have already seen it. And if the style looked familiar, it's because the cover of Jade Suede was created by L.J. Rock, the same artist who did the cover artwork for my 2022 novel, The Peeper and the Playwright. I'm very happy with how the cover of Jade Suede turned out, and I encourage you to take a look. If you haven't seen it, a short scroll on any of my social media will take you to it. My wife, who is currently editing the manuscript of the latest book, has told me she has about a week's worth of work left to do on it. I'm hopeful that Jade Suede will be available for purchase soon. And speaking of purchasing books, did you know that while there are no ads on this podcast and there is no Patreon set up for it, I am a self-published author with 10 books currently available to buy in both paperback and ebook formats worldwide via Amazon? It's true! And if you don't use Amazon, you can find and purchase all 10 of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find my novels on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my stories, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. gentlemen. This is your host, Mr. Andy Mascola, aka Droopy D. What does the D stand for? Demon Slayer? Ding Dong? Drum and Bass Fanatic? Devil Worshipper? Doorknob? Knocker? I don't know. No. I don't know what it stands for. But, uh, it's about time. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean, because we're about to get into it, so hit it. You are now listening to episode 294 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thanks for spending time with me. We're going to have some fun today. Wherever you are. Are you in the car? Maybe on your way to work. Maybe you're in a bus on your way to school. Are children listening? We try to keep it PG. PG PG-13? Tell me about the voice you hear, Mark Sandman. Oh, really? What's a crying out? Something good. Alright. How's this? Is this close? Closer? How's this? Too close? Alright, I'm really close now. This must be very important. Go ahead, please. You see, I'm at a 
You don't say. What are you going to tell me, mister? To the boy and the boy and the boy and the boy and the good, good girl! Alright, let's take it down. Take it down. Gently. My goodness. Oh my goodness, I've been listening to a lot of morphine. That's who that was. If you aren't familiar, if you didn't live through the heyday of 90s alternative rock, <laughs> if you didn't live in the Boston area, you may not be familiar with Morphine. What a band. I can't vouch for their entire discography, but I can definitely vouch for the first two albums. Their first, appropriately titled Good, is just, it's not good, it's great. And uh, that song you just heard, that was actually two. I think the first song was called Donna, D-A-W-N-A. -A. I don't know what that, if that's somebody's name. Or if it was just a creative name for that weird jazzy instrumental opener. And then the second song, I think that was Buena, that it follows it up with. But that's from an album, both of those are from an album called Cure for Pain. And that one's excellent too. Good stuff. That guy that guy left us way too soon, man. Yeah, he 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 passed in 99, Mark Sandman did. Died on stage, I believe. In Rome. Damn. What a way to go. Imagine going on stage while you're doing what you love. I love doing this podcast. I don't want to die doing it. <laughs> no thank you. You know, you know, I never knew, like, until just, like, a couple weeks ago, probably, probably two weeks ago, that Chick-fil-A was, like, you know, have you ever seen it? You've seen it spelled out, I'm, I'm sure. Like, it's spelled C. It's been around forever, first of all. I had no idea. Because I was perusing through social media, as I am wont to do. And uh, I saw a commercial for Chick-fil-A from, like, 1980. And I have to imagine it started in another part of the country and it eventually made its way up to the Northeast because, as far as I know, I hadn't been familiar with it until, like, the last, what, 12 years, maybe? But, you know, you've seen it. C-H-I-K, which is supposed to be cute, right? They used to have an ad that showed, like, cows and they would say, like, eat more chicken and it was supposed to be spelled poorly as if these cows didn't get an education. C-H-I-K dash, say it with me now, F-I-L dash A. I suppose the whole thing was supposed to be like as if it was written by a cow who was trying to encourage people not to eat meat. But I, I never put, I was like, Phil what? <laughs> chick, chick Phil L what? <laughs> And then, I don't know, something with me clicked like two weeks ago. And it's not like I was going there every day. I don't, you know, I don't eat poultry. I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. I do eat fish. I think maybe the only thing I've ever got at a Chick-fil-A, and it was a long time ago. Probably, probably 13 years ago. So maybe I've been aware of it for more than that. Maybe I've known about it for about 15 years. But... I think it was like waffle fries, which are amazing, by the way. You ever have a waffle fry? 
That's good stuff. But I just realized that it's supposed to be Chick-fil-A, like F-I-L-E-T. I'm a ding-dong. Oh, shoot. We've got, a, we've got a breaking news story. Hang on. Oh, my goodness. Breaking news story. This is Darren J. Morris. I need all of y'all to get from out of the East Coast area immediately. Okay. There's a Tusami that's going to hit in a couple months, maybe two months or a month from now. It's going to be so much rain and so much flooding out there to where Tusami is going to hit. I just seen it on The Simpsons. The Simpsons. And God has confirmed that it's going to happen in a few months. Okay. A Tusami. So everybody else in the East Coast area well, that's me. need to get out of there ASAP. Okay, I'm going to get going. They need to not move, oh. but get out of harm's way. Y'all need to get out of there before it gets really, really bad. There's a Tucson that's finna get ready to hit right. the East Coast. Okay. So I need y'all to clear the area. Don't say I didn't warn y'all. I'm doing a simulation and I figured out that it's happening soon. All right. Thank you, Darren, Darren J. Morris, for that that breaking news story about the Tusami. I mean, I assume he means tsunami. Well, fortunately, uh, fortunately, he said it wasn't going to happen for a few months, but he did say to move ASAP. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think we are going to do a hot breaking news story today, did you? Do you know that there's an Abbey Road traffic cam? So you can literally go online and, like, watch this traffic cam that's live constantly on Abbey Road. And where is that? London, I assume. Right out, of, right outside of the studios. And you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever seen the cover of the Beatles album, Abbey Road, the gentlemen are walking across the street. It's uh, exceedingly popular. To replicate it, you know, it's been replicated multiple times in multiple ways on different albums. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers did it on one of their EPs. And then any kind of any kind of character program or pop cultural phenomenon is phenomenon, phenomenon, phenomena, phenomenon has exploited that that classic walk across. Abbey Road, but I, I tried watching it. <laughs> it just got me angry, man. Like I don't th I don't have any desire to ever do that. I, I I imagine that if I was in England and I was at Abbey Road, that it's kinda like, well, I, I guess I'm here, I'm gonna have to do this. But honestly, it's just messing up traffic. There's no I don't think there's any light, not that I saw. And of course, all these tourists are there trying to take a picture. Meanwhile, these people are just trying to get to their you know, whatever it is, places of business. I imagine it must be a business district, right? That studio is like a, a building, like a business building. But yeah, you can see it. You can see people walking across the street, holding up traffic. Looks like a mess over there. Oh no, another breaking news story. Oh geez, what's this? This is Darren J. Morris. I just tapped into some secret government information. They woke me up while I was asleep. Oh dear. And um, the Dagoo virus and West Nile virus is similar to COVID. They're all malaria viruses. Dengue virus. They're both Dengue? similar to COVID. Okay. So how you would treat the Goo virus and mm -hmm. West Nile virus yeah. is the same how you would treat a malaria virus. They are similar to COVID, and yes, we are messed up. 
were messed up really bad. These mosquito bites are similar to COVID-19. So that is the warning I'm about. And I love you all. I love you too, Darren. Thank you for that warning. I think he meant dengue. He said dengu. I'm not too worried, as that was posted two days ago. <laughs> and I'm not trying to give out false information. I don't know if Darren's being funny or if he's being serious. But he did say he was woken up and it was a message from God, so, you know. <sighs> These things, you know. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Another one? Not another one. Come on, man. I can't get my show done here. I get the last interruption. What's oh. up, y'all? This is Darren J. Morris. Now, I have another warning. Oh, oh. Another rapture. Oh, dear. They're going to be volcanoes. What? All over the world. You don't Erupting say. because of the gas and everything. The gas is from the earth and the nitros, the nitro ox mm -hmm. on earth nitro has ox. to be fixed. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of volcanoes erupt. It's going to be happening all over the world, you guys. All right. Don't be shocked if you see a volcano go off in China or a volcano go off all over earth. All right. I'm not going to be shocked. It. Because okay. of the gases and the sunbeams, ultra what? blue beam is causing this. The sun rays are causing this for these volcanoes to erupt. So be careful. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> all right. Now I'm, now I'm sufficiently worried. Volcanoes all over the earth erupting. <laughs> Although Darren said, don't be, don't be shocked. So I won't be shocked. Thank you, Darren. By the way, uh, those three clips, those breaking news clips that we just played, were from a fella who calls himself Darren Jamal Morris. And you can find him on TikTok. And his first name is spelled D-A-R-R-E-I-N. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if, if this is a joke account. <laughs> or if Darren is um, uh, Darren is serious, he seems to enjoy weather phenomena <laughs> and warning people about it. But uh, I figure I need to to tell you where I got those clips from. So yeah, so check those out. But uh, again, I don't know if they're to be uh, as meant as a joke or if Darren is absolutely serious. Anyway, uh, barring any further breaking news stories, I'm going to hand things off now to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines. And she is going to give you the charge chat. So, without any further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. I'd like to give a special thanks to Josh Seibert, my Blue Sky pal, for leaving a very thoughtful review of People Are the Enemy on iTunes. And a huge shout out to Dave from Knoxville for appreciating the clip of Awaken from the 1977 chart a few weeks ago and for being a loyal listener. Thanks, as always, to all who listen and comment. Catching up from last week, we have an 80s chart for August 10th of 1985. Starting off at number 84 is The Power of Love, in parentheses, You Are My Lady by Air Supply. That made it to number 68. The Power of Love was originally done by American-born, Germany-based singer-songwriter Jennifer Rush, who co-wrote it with three other songwriters. 
Her version was released in December of 84 and would become a smash hit pretty much everywhere but the U.S. in 85 and 86. Then in June of 85, the Brit-Aussie duo of Air Supply released their cover with not only gender-reversed lyrics but also a subtitle, You Are My Lady, to distinguish it from the Huey Lewis Power of Love, which is at number five this week, from Back to the Future. There were further covers by Laura Branigan and, most successfully in the U.S., Celine Dion. Her version hit number one here and lived on for ages in a CD compilation ad. Of all four well-known charting versions, Air Supplies really is my favorite. It's got the two Air Supply guys, Russell and Graham, backed up by a good chunk of Toto, plus Greg Fillingaines and Nathan East. Bonanza personnel. At number 80 is Some People by Belui Sum. That made it to number 67. Uh, his real name is Neville Kiley. He's from Forest Hill, South London. And uh, Some People was his second charting single, the follow-up to Imagination. Both had videos by Storm Ferguson of Hypnosis. And Some People video was shot concurrently with a commercial for Swatch. According to an article in the New York Times that was linked from the Wikipedia page, Swatch paid for scenes to be reshot with the music video uh, actors wearing Swatch clothing and watches. And I feel like in the U.S. he might be best known for this. Um, he did have five more U.K. singles in a total of three albums, last one being in 93, although he is still performing as recently as 2019. And uh, Lee Rose released a remix of Imagination in 2023. At number 78 is Call Me by Go West. That made it to number 54. Call Me was the UK duo's second single off of their self-titled debut and the second to hit the US Hot 100. I first came to know and enjoy it from the Flash FM disc of the Grand Theft Auto by City soundtrack. Not a lot to say about this one, just fun to hear it whenever it comes up. I like the really like the lyric of we must communicate and call this number now. Sort of, you know, infomercial speak. The Go West name, as far as I can tell, is not connected to the Village People song of the same name. They had multiple U.S. singles, and their biggest hit came in 1990, uh, but they had more success at home. Cheap Trick are on the Hot 100 for the first time since 1982 with the song Tonight It's You, which had just missed the 40, peaking at number 44. At number 68 is a song called Love and Pride by the group King that made it to number 55. And here we have another UK group, and they're from the city of Coventry. They have very distinctive intro on this song, and also a memorable video of the band playing among rock formations. And you can see and hear songs and videos like this over on the VJ Big Suit Twitch stream, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central. And that's where I first heard this song. Uh, this is their only U.S. charting hit. It was also a number 17 dance hit here, uh, but it reached number two in the UK, and they had more hits at home. That's our refrain from this episode. At number 61 is Oh Sheila by Ready for the World that would go on to be a number one hit. The group hailed from Flint, Michigan and this was the third song off of their self-titled debut album. I read a couple articles from the time which have been linked from Wikipedia. They were all super young, like under 21 years old when they recorded and released the album and they were not necessarily accused of ripping off prints or copying prints, but more like they just knew this was the sound of the time. People liked that sound, so they kind of just went for it. And the Brit British accent in the intro is quoted as singer Melvin Riley just said he liked it. And the group had two more pop hits and 13 total R&B hits, including two number ones, uh, this song as well as the ballad Love You Down. Moving on to the 70s, I have a chart from August 10th of 1974. 
At number 80 is a song called Get Out of Denver by Bob Seger, and 80 was the peak for that one. Uh, the version on the chart is actually the original studio one from Seger's seventh album, appropriately called Seven, uh, but that record and most of his stuff before 75 is not on Spotify, so I included the live version from 76's Breakthrough Live Bullet, and this is the version I'm much more familiar with anyhow. Uh, it's a lot of fun, it's super fast, and it tells a story. It was written by Seeger, though it kind of feels like it could be some old blues song he dug up. And I really like it. I think you should listen to all of Live Bullet, actually. It's so great. Up next at number 60 is Hollywood Swinging by Cool and the Gang. That made it all the way to number 6. And this is the follow-up to Jungle Boogie. Uh, and they're both from the 1973 album Wild and Peaceful. And it was also Cool and the Gang's first R&B number one hit. But I mainly wanted to play it for you because it was the sample source for two big 90s hits. Let Me Clear My Throat by DJ Cool and Feel So Good by Mace. So if those funky horns sounded familiar, now you know. And I actually need to thank listener Tony for always being on the sample beat. Uh, he recently reached out about another Willie Hutch tune that had been sampled by UGK featuring Outkast on a, a song of theirs. At number 34 is If You Talk In Your Sleep by Elvis Presley. Uh, that made number 17. This is the first single off of Elvis's 21st studio album, Promised Land, that was recorded at Stax Records in Memphis. And I like this one because it's got a good funky sound and it's pretty short. It's only 2 minutes 28 seconds. And there's a good soul cover by an artist called Little Milton. For this one, if you like cheating songs, you might like it. If you don't like those, then steer clear. At number 24 is Hang On In There Baby by Johnny Bristol. That made it to number 8. Johnny Bristol was a singer, songwriter, and producer from North Carolina. Uh, he had moved to D Detroit after serving in the Air Force, and he started as a performer, then became a producer for Motown. Uh, he left for CBS Records in 73, where he continued as a producer, but also got back into making his own records. Uh, this is only his only top 40 pop hit, but he had three more songs that hit the Hot 100 and 10 R&B uh, hits, including two top fives. And I read that Johnny Bristol is crediting with helping Boz Skaggs develop his sound. And our next 80s chart is from 1988, August the 13th of that year. I wanted to mention a, this very important re-entry, uh, which is UB40's Red Red Wine. It peaked in number 34 back in 1984. The group appeared on Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday concert, uh, which was shown live on June 11th of 1988. And they played uh, Red Red Wine there. And the original album version of the song has a toast, toasted verse by the group member Astro, um, which is kind of a style of rapping done in reggae. But when the single was released in 84, they edited that out. But then after they had appeared on this special, a DJ in Phoenix started playing the original studio version with that toasted verse in there. And it got the label to re-release the single and it became a huge number one hit for the group. At number 76 is Mary Mary by Run DMC. That would make it one place higher to number 75. This is from the group's fourth album, Tougher Than Leather. Somewhat shamefully, I first learned of this one from an SNL sketch about Jamba Juice with Natalie Portman. Embarrassing. I learned today this was a cover of a song written by Michael Nesmith and was originally done by the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and then later by the Monkees themselves. And I'm sure Monkees people already knew this and perhaps Rubenesque listeners. I have not dug into that podcast really yet. But Mickey Dolan's vocals appear as a sample on the Run DMC version. And they, you know, wrapped new lyrics, but the song still has Nesmith as the only credited songwriter. 
At number 68 is Chains of Love by Eurasia. That made it to number 12. This was from the UK duo's third album, The Innocence. It was their first charting single in the US and the highest to date. And I say that because they are still together and making new music. It was one of three top 20 and six total Hot 100 hits for the group. And as we say, they are more successful at home. Not a lot to say about this one. Since they had so many UK hits, it kind of makes me feel like I need to do a deep dive on this, guys. Find out what I've been missing. And finally, at number 41 is Knocked Out by Paula Abdul. This was the first single off of Forever Your Girl, and it didn't even hit number 40. Uh, the next single was It's Just the Way That You Love Me that debuted at 88 and quickly fell off. Then finally, at the tail end of November, Straight Up got released and was the first of four number one hits for Paula on her debut album. And that's a record she shares with Mariah Carey. And technically with George Michael, though I don't feel like a solo debut is a little bit, the spirit's a little bit different, but a huge accomplishment any, either way. Just the way it was later re-released and went to number three, which leaves Knocked Out as this weird little footnote in the Paula Abdul singles discography. And it's a fine song. It's no straight up, obviously, but it was the first time I heard of a TKO and it always stuck with me from here. Of note, Forever Your Girl, the album, has the distinction of being the longest an album has been on the market before hitting number one from July 23rd of 88 to October 7th of 89. Well, that's about all the time for me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Awesome stuff, as always. This has been episode 294 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.